Greetings, listeners. It's Dr. Dawn. And for the next 30 minutes, I want to impact your opinion about love and money in a modern world, a world in which women have more education, power, and influence than ever before in the history of the world. We are living at the intersection of love and money, but which one will we choose and how will it affect our relationships and the way we love? Thank you for listening to She Makes More Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Don with episode seven of She Makes More Podcast. This episode, we are going to talk about first date faux pas for successful, high-earning, accomplished, educated women. The men in the men's tent have reported back to me and said, there are some things that we can do better on first dates as successful women. So as I've said on previous episodes, everything from this season is coming from my latest book called How to... Find, keep, and win at love when you earn more than him. And for this book, I went into the men's tent. I talked to real men about the things that they love, that they hate about dating women who earn more high-powered, successful women. And so we're going to talk about that first date. What are the things that we are doing wrong on the first date that are making it so that he's not asking us on the second date, right? Because There's nothing worse than going on a first date with somebody and feeling like it went well and then you never hear from him again or he never asks you out again. So let's try to move beyond some of those obstacles, some of those challenges, and just get the real nitty gritty information on what are some of the things that we're doing wrong on the first date, okay? So we know how to excel and to outperform the competition in career and education, but How do we outperform the other woman when it comes to what's happening on this first date? Okay, so it's a different set of skills. So let's get into it. Once we know better, we can do better. All right. We can make the choice if we want to do better or not. Knowing is half the battle. So let's get into it. This information is going to be on two episodes. I'm going to split it between two episodes because it's a long topic. So part one, we're going to get into right now. The first thing that the men in the men's tent mentioned when it comes to opportunities for improvement for us as successful ladies, when we show up on our first date. So if you listen to past episodes, we've you know had a maybe a meet and greet if we went on the dating apps or we've met someone at a wine bar and either he came to us or we came up to him or however we met, we are finally on our first date. We're at a restaurant and we're just getting to know each other. So one of the things that the men have mentioned that we can do better on is our attitude, okay? Our attitude, even down to our facial expression, okay? So sometimes we may show up looking or acting mean, okay? looking or acting mean. So as a woman, I'm in the healthcare industry. I understand based on certain industries, we are out there. We are in a man's world. We're having to take on some sometimes very masculine characteristics in order to get ahead in career and just trying to fit in, trying to embody powerful characteristics. And that's great 
in that world, but we have transitioned into a different world, right? In the dating world, in the relationship world, we don't need to show up with that furrowed brow, right? The very intense look on our face, the very gruff or abrasive sort of attitude or energy on a first date, okay? It's not attractive. It's one of the fastest ways that we can turn a guy off from, again, wanting to ask us out again. And the crazy thing is sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it. You know, we, we get used to dawning that sort of expression or energy all day to just be able to perform in our careers that we don't recognize that we're showing up with this serious or angry expression. So just do a check, do a check before you walk into the date. Remember what it feels like to use your smile muscles. Okay. Look pleasant. You don't have to look so intense all the time and try to focus on having a good time. One of the other things that we have to be careful that the men have mentioned is that if he has chosen the restaurant or the venue, whether you guys are going out to eat or you're going to the movies or to a concert or whatever it is, if as the man, he has chosen this experience for you, then he has some degree of feeling of responsibility, right? About is he providing a a fun or good experience for you? So If you're walking around with a very intense or angry or mean expression or demeanor or body language, he has to make the assumption that you're not having a good time. And for that, he will feel personally responsible. So even if, like I said, you don't recognize that you're coming across that way, just try to check it, try to relax it, because we don't want him feeling like we're not having a good time because he's going to, again, be somewhat insulted by that. And he's going to take a personal offense potentially to the fact that, wow, she didn't enjoy the night that I planned for her. And if there is some negative commentary about the restaurant, about the venue that has nothing to do with him, the risotto was overcooked or this happened, or I didn't, you know, this, the way they made this old fashioned was just off or whatever it is that has nothing to do with him. Meaning he's not responsible for that. So keep the negative commentary, keep the very critical commentary to a minimum, because this is not the time for you to just chop down the venue of the restaurant or to show all your knowledge or skills about your culinary skills or your sommelier skills or whatever. And you're just steadily chopping down the restaurant or the menu or the chef or the wine list or whatever it is. That's like an offense to him because he feels responsible for bringing you there and trying to create a nice night for you. So just lock it in. If you hate the risotto at that restaurant, keep it to yourself and take a mental note. I'm not going to come back here because I love risotto and they don't know how to make risotto. It's not something that you have to verbalize because it's negative commentary that has nothing to do with him. He's not responsible. He doesn't need to know about it in that moment. Let's just do a check to figure out what is our energy? What is our facial expression when we show up to that first date? Keep it pleasant. Remember how important that smile is. So the next thing that the men have mentioned is the conversations can be off, okay, with us. And by that, one of the biggest things that they wanted to point out is that we talk about career way too much, okay? We talk about career way too much. Leave the career talk at the office. He does not need to know about your 8 a.m. meeting where you're going to discuss the merger with some other company. He doesn't need to know about your upcoming business travel and how you have to present to 800 people about blah, blah, blah. It's not appropriate in that moment. This is a first date. This is not a business meeting. 
This is not a networking meeting. If you wanted to be on a business or a networking meeting, you should have gone on one, okay? This is a first date. There are certain conversations that are appropriate for a first date and conversations about your career is not one of them. One of the things that I learned about men and how they perceive our job, they don't care about our career. Listen to me, I wanna say it again. They don't care about your job or your career. So unless he is a predatory type of a lover who's just with nefarious intentions that's trying to get into your your wallet or your bank account, the majority of men do not care about your job. Keep that in mind. That means that should not be what we're showing up talking about the most on this first date. And if he asks about your job, he's probably doing it for one of two reasons, okay? He's either just being polite, all right, just making conversation. The other thing he's probably doing is trying to be sure you have as much to lose as he does, meaning he's got more of a high-powered position in the community or income or status. He wants to be sure that you also have some degree of status, some degree of position, some degree of professionalism, and that you have as much to lose as he does, meaning you going to do anything, say anything, act any way to demean yourself because you have a certain status. You're not going to act crazy in public. You're not going to have outlandish behavior patterns in the relationship. You're not going to go posting different random things on social media and all this other stuff. So he needs to be sure, again, you have as much to lose as he does, meaning you have some degree of status and position by having behavior that is acceptable and professional. So again, if he asks about it, keep it brief, okay? That doesn't, if he asks you about your job, that doesn't mean that the floodgates are open for you to tell him all about everything from the rooter to the tutor about your company or your position or your co-workers and all this other stuff. Nope, 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 nope. It's not the time for that. Don't do it. <laughs> he doesn't care. And you're going to get judged poorly for that <laughs> if you show up talking about your career to any great detail. Also, don't let your career define you. So I know that because we've gone through a lot of schooling, we've gone through a lot of education, a lot of career preparedness to get where we are, we often latch on to our careers as a part of who we are. There's something wrong with that. However, we cannot allow that career or that job to completely define who we are as a woman. We are a woman first. The career is second, meaning don't act like that is all that you are. Don't show up saying, I am a doctor. I am a lawyer. No, you are, I'm Dawn. Dawn happens to be a doctor, but I am Dawn first. So again, don't be defined by your career. One of the guys in the men's tent described it like this. He said, to me, a woman is like a flower. She is not her career. She is a flower. Be the flower, meaning you look beautiful. You smell heavenly. Your skin is soft. You're pleasant. You're smiling, right? These soft skills that we know we learn in our jobs, the soft skills we talk about sometimes when it comes to leadership and things like that, these are the skills that we need on a first date. Be the flower, don't be the ball buster, okay? He's not looking for that. And one of the other things that they mention is ultimately a man wants to make us happy. One of the main goals of a man in a relationship or in a marriage is to make his lady happy. 
So if you have not shown in any way, shape or form during this first date, how he could possibly make you happy, what makes you laugh, what makes you feel good, what makes you have a good day. He wants to know those things because he wants to provide those things for your life. So just remember, guide the conversation away from career into more pleasant things, things that make you laugh, things that make you feel good, ways that you like to let your hair down, ways that you like to unwind because He's thinking about, hey, how can I plan some of these things for her? How can I bring some more of this into her life? That's all he wants is to make you happy and to make you laugh. So provide him with that sort of information in the conversation. The next thing I will mention that the men have talked about is the energy that we show up with is very important. Okay, so we talked about that back on episode one of season two. But let's revisit the energy that he's looking for. Again, the flower. So he's looking for kind, pleasant, you're smiling, you're easygoing, you're peacemaking. Okay, so the energy is just, do you want to be here? (laughs) You know, like, do you want to be here? Yes or no? So if the waitress, the waiter comes, maybe they get something wrong, they got your order wrong or whatever, you don't have to be nasty to them. You can be still be kind and respectful to someone, even if they made a mistake. Okay. They are human. So again, your energy should be more of peacemaking, more of pleasant, more of kindness and show him the softer sides, not the edgier sides of who you are. As successful women, more than likely, yeah, we do have that edgy side that allows us to forge ahead in career and in business. That's not the side that we're showing up. Dust off the soft skills that we may have even forgotten that we possess because they are not the currency that we use to get ahead in business and career, but that is the currency that we need to show on a first date, the softer side of who we are, the soft skills. So if you didn't listen to episode one about your energy, go back and listen because that's very, very important Thing that men are looking for on that first date. Not the gruff sort of woman, not the uh, woman who is, again, the ball buster, not the intense woman who is kicking butt and taking names. He wants the softer side of who you are. And it's still there. It's likely still there. Even if it's been under wraps for some time, it's still there. This is a good time again to dust it off. They've also mentioned sometimes we show up with unrealistic expectations of a first date. We can put a lot of fantasy. We can put a lot of importance on, hey, where is this going? Can this man be my happily ever after? And because we may want that so much for ourselves, We are steadily projecting that onto him on the first date, okay? Let's be careful not to do that. We need to have realistic expectations of this moment. We're not thinking about the future right now. Be in the moment. I am meeting a stranger. (laughs) What I am trying to do is figure out by the end of this dinner, can he and I get along? Can we make each other laugh? Can we have fun together? Those should be the main questions that you're asking yourself at this moment. If you're already thinking about, is this the the type of man that I can marry? You are putting the cart before the horse. Get to know him as a person and then you can figure out, can he be a husband? 
because when you are putting the cart before the horse, it's coloring the whole way that you're perceiving this interaction right now. Okay. Whether you know it or not, if you're already thinking, can I walk down the aisle with him? Can he attend my sister's wedding with me in October? If you're already thinking that way, it is going to come through in your body language and your behavior and your expression and your conversation. Don't let it go that far. Be in the moment. It's too soon to think about the future right now. Think about getting to the end of the date and getting asked out again. If you are enjoying his company, you want him to ask you out again. Anything beyond that is too much too soon. Okay. The other thing that we have to be careful of is very sensitive or very heavy topics on the first date. It's not the right time for that. Right off top, talking about religion and talking about politics is a no-no on the first date. Now, some people might want to say, well, if we're of differing religion, I want to know that up front. And I get that. However, that's not your goal right now. Your goal is to say, can we get along? Can we have fun together? Can we make each other laugh? Do I enjoy his company? That is the question that you need to answer for yourself by the end of the date. Politics, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is something for maybe date number three, maybe date number four. You don't need to know that right now. You don't even know if you're going to get a second date. So it won't even matter what his religion or his politics is. If he hates this first date with you, you've already ruined it because you went down a conversation path that was too intense, too emotional, too soon. Other things to avoid polarizing things that are happening in the news, right? This celebrity cheated on his wife. This celebrity got somebody pregnant. Polarizing conversations that are happening in the news. Now we're going to like naturally want to talk about those things because maybe it's all on social media and everybody's talking about it. But if it's very polarizing and it evokes a lot of emotion from people, avoid it. Again, not the time. Because you, what you don't want to do is find yourselves on two sides of this, whatever this event is or the, what everyone's discussing that happened. You find yourselves on two sides of this and now you're arguing back and forth. You are potentially insulting each other's opinions about it. And then at the end of the day, so what? Like this has nothing to do with you, the celebrity that cheated on his wife. That has nothing to do with you and what your first date is. So don't get into a heated back and forth about something that has nothing to do with whether you guys can make each other happy and whether you guys can make each other laugh, all right? Avoid it like the plague. The other thing we should avoid on a first date, very deep conversations about our past experiences, meaning you just lost this particular person in your life. You never got over it. Um, you know, the grief that you experienced played out in your life in this way, or you've suffered severe illnesses. This is how you've dealt with it. You've overcome it or the uh, ramifications of it in your life, the therapy that you've needed in the past for all different sorts of reasons or any abuse that you've had or any trauma that you've had. It is too soon for any of that sort of conversation. Now, you may feel like the conversation is going good. You maybe got some wine going and you feel starting to feel real close to him and you want to open up to him. Avoid that temptation. It is too soon to open up. 
You guys are just getting to know each other. You're still strangers, okay? You can open up about all of that stuff in your past on day three, day four, day five. You're just trying to get to date number two. All right. Keep that in mind. Date number two. That is the goal. Avoid topics that make people angry and emotional. All this up and down, heated, emotional conversation. You don't even want to bring that energy to this date. It's not the right time. Keep it lighthearted. Keep it fun. When all else fails, just try to make each other laugh. Okay. If you have a comical side, bring it out, let it out. Be open, lighthearted, fun, laugh. That is the goal of date number one. All right, date number one. So I hope you've learned something from the men's tent on this episode. We are all in this together, ladies. Okay, so sometimes when we are intensely focused on career or maybe we're moms and we're very focused on our families, we can get rusty. We can definitely get rusty when it comes to the dating scene. And as a successful woman, The characteristics that have gotten us ahead in our education and career are not the characteristics that are going to get us ahead dating world. So conversations like these with the men are crucial because unless we know what we're doing wrong, it's hard for us to make a change for the better. So now that we have this information, again, you can choose to make changes. You can choose to show up a little bit differently. Or you can choose to not to, you know, that's your choice. You're like, nah, I'm not changing who I am. I'm just going to show up however, with my facial expression, however, if I don't like the risotto, I'm going to tell the waiter exactly what I think about the risotto. And if I want to talk about a celebrity that cheated on his wife, that's what I'm going to do because he needs to know who the real me is. And that's fine. If you want to do that, go for it, girlfriend. But just know that when we make certain decisions, There are certain ramifications that come from that. And you have to be willing to deal with the ramification of he's not going to ask you out again, potentially. You have to be able to deal with that. So this is episode seven, episode eight. We're going to go over the next half of the things that the gentlemen have said that we can improve on when it comes to first dates. And by the end of the season, ladies, you are going to be well-oiled dating machines. Okay, I can just feel it. And I want to thank the men who contributed to this conversation. It is in this book (laughs) called How to Find, Keep, and Win at Love When You Earn More Than Him. It's on my website, shemakesmore.com. It is on uh, amazon.com as well. I am Dr. Don. You can find me, She Makes More, on Instagram and She Makes More on Facebook. Please join my private Facebook group called She Makes More Nation for successful women. I post about love and life and finance and self-care and and health and all of these things. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast platform and also share with a boss babe in your life. Again, we're all in this together. And once we understand how each partner needs to be loved in in a relationship, the female breadwinner is not going to be a threat. Okay. It's not going to be a threat to love, marriage, and relationships. Once we have the difficult conversations and figure out how to meet each partner's needs, and we're going to have the most amazing, amazing love that we deserve. All right, ladies, that is my goal to support you, to get you the love that you deserve to help your relationships and marriages last. 
as well as mine. Meet me back on episode eight to continue the first day full pause, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>